Yeah, Yes, an audio serial, written and read by Daniel Cotier. This story contains adult themes, coarse language, themes of suicide and self-harm. If the contents of this story are triggering for you or anyone you know, I ask you to please call Lifeline on 131114. If you are listening outside Australia, you can find contact numbers for mental health support services on our social media pages. These are found at Yeah Yes Audio Serial on Facebook and Instagram and Yeah Yes Serial on Twitter. Chapter 14, Saturday, 2nd of September, 2017. Go and do a final sweep while we see if we can fix this fucking thing. Mum waves me off upstairs as she and Dad contemplate for the umpteenth time how to reattach the broken fan blade. Mum asked how it broke and I said Mark tried to do a chin-up on it. I walk up the newly swept and mopped stairs to the bedroom that sat in limbo all week. It's weird seeing it empty. The bed, the bin of cummy tissues, the desk, all gone in the back of the van Dad borrowed from work. I look out at it on the street below and the power lines dare me one final time to dance the electric boogaloo. The mouthwash bottle is empty, but I check anyway. It's like a pantry. You know there's nothing left, but you just keep checking. I don't get to have a final sip in this room. It's bittersweet to leave a space you were convinced you'd haunt. Mum has scrubbed the place spotless. No doubt she'll start to tell me what a nightmare it's been to work on her days off. Does anyone need to go to the bathroom? I yell down to the three of them. The collective reply comes up the stairs in a three-part harmony. No. Good. I've been waiting to do this all day. I head to the bathroom, which is now cleaner than when we moved into it, and sit on the toilet. I peel my jeans off. All of the bending and lifting has opened up the cuts that mark out the number of times things have gone wrong this week. I've been on my feet since I opened the cafe at 6am and then I got this horrible afternoon slash evening of penance for my evacuative sins. Well, here's a final evacuative sin. I wipe, wash my hands and leave one last reminder there without flushing. I hope the people coming for an inspection enjoy a parting gift from a previous tenant. I make my last entrance down the steps, greeted by the worst welcome party ever. Mum, Dad and I have cleaned the whole place and moved everything out in relative silence. Mum's saving her energy for some kind of grand finale. Dad points at the fan blade sitting on the counter. Sorry mate, no go fixing that one. You'll have to take it out of the bond. The prune-faced asshole the real estate sent to watch over proceedings tuts. Mm, I'll add it to the list. Mum stares daggers at him. He's been a snide cunt since we arrived, but that was the arrangement that she and the real estate struck. She could come and pick me out of work in cold blood, bring me here and make me atone, but the estate agent got to watch. I'm somewhat pleased that I've at least ruined this guy's day. I walk back out the door for the final time. Again, into the little backyard. Mr. Real Estate flicks off the light and closes the door behind us. Mum reaches out and shakes his hand. Thank you again for letting us come and fix this up. Again, I am so sorry. He flashes a customer service smile at us. Not a worry. Thank you for paying off the arrears. He turns to me. You're lucky to have such helpful and understanding parents. 
It will still be on your rental record, though. You'll find it very difficult to rent again. I nod at him. He better make tracks soon, or else I'll punch him so hard his customer service smile comes out his customer service ass. Mr. Real Estate shakes Dad's hand, then turns to shake mine. I don't shake it. Instead, I use my energy not to spit in his face. He smiles at me, then looks at Mum and Dad and wishes them, Good luck. There's total silence as we watch him walk away towards the train station. Shame, no car for me to vomit on. He disappears around the corner and Mum turns to Dad. Food before we go? He nods. Please. We all start to walk towards the golden arches. It feels good to be outside. After all that cleaning and lifting and the lack of shower, I stink of B.O. We cross the road in silence, but I can feel Mum's finger on the trigger, itching to open up the killing season. Anything on your mind, young man? Yeah, thanks for helping me today. Sorry you had to come. Anything else? Sorry in general. What for? My lower back is on fire again and my eyelids feel like they have weights on them. I want to check the travel bottle again. I could get through this with a drink, but there's only one way out of this. Swallow your pride and accept the humiliation. She's mad and disappointed. Making you come here and clean up the mess. Clean up your mess? Clean up my mess. We walk past the clown on his bench out the front and mum takes us to the self-serve machines, lest she be interrupted by a server. Dad places his order in silence. Until mum finishes bleeding me, he won't speak again. God, I wish I had a sibling they could funnel half their anxieties into. Being an only child is exhausting. Mum finishes her choice and my pride pops up. I'll pay for these ones. I place my order and proceed to the checkout, tapping my card. Declined. Insufficient funds. My armpits tingle. Really? Fucking really? There should be money in that account. Dad jumps in and beeps his card. It's approved and spits out a receipt. He grabs it and heads off to the counter. (laughs) He's a smart man, getting out of the apex predator's way. We walk over to one of the booths and mum doesn't wait for a sitting target to take the next shot. Care to tell me what the fuck all of this is about? I slide in and rest next to the window. Someone has stuck a pickle to the glass. Well, I'm sure the real estate guy told you I was evicted because I was behind on rent. I didn't have anyone to help, so I panicked and left, which was silly. Then they obviously rang you because you're listed as my emergency contact, and now it's all sorted, so we're all good. I look back at the pickle. Thank you. The pickle stares back at me, understandingly. How could you let a place get that revolting? The kitchen was like a wasteland. What the fuck was all that red plastic? I raised you better than that. If all that stuff was Mark's, why the fuck hadn't he dealt with it? I shrug. I don't know. Did you call him? He changed his number. Mum's face reddens. Well, doesn't he still have Facebook? Emails? A car comes around the bend into the drive-thru. If the driver was distracted with his Facebook and emails, feasibly he could take out the wall and crush me and I wouldn't have to go through this grilling. Unfortunately, he's focused and the headlights pass lighting up mum's deepening frown lines. I don't use social media anymore. Well, download Facebook and get back in contact with him and tell him he owes me $120 for the cleaning and your father $70 for the petrol. Just because you've split doesn't mean that he has no responsibilities. 
none of your generation seem to realise. I tune her out. I've heard from her how our generation always choose the easy way out of things and never actually take responsibility for actions and blah, blah, blah. I focus on the hangover that has grown since they got me out of the cafe and wait for Dad to come with the food. I cannot give in to the urge to walk out, then she wins. I just examine the pickle while she talks about all the potential and the time I've wasted. It doesn't look like it's been there long enough to go septic or I'd peel it off and take it like a cyanide pill. Dad finally comes over to the booth and thrusts a tray of deep-fried offerings and refreshments at us. Thank you. Hear that, Banjo? That's what you say when you're grateful for things. Your father had to beg to get work to lend him a truck for the weekend. You better start thinking about how you'll get everything back to Sydney when you've got a new place because we will not be coming to unpack it for you. We can worry about that later. Mum almost gives herself whiplash as she snaps her head around to Dad. The important thing is that the real estate are happy and everything is out. Mum sips her Coke and I nibble on some fries. We're back to the tense silence and it is bliss. Banjo. Shit, Dad is using his sincere tone. We're worried about you. Do you need to come home, mate? My heart beats in my ears. No, thanks, that's really nice, but I'm fine. This is just a slump. Dad's brow furrows. A slump? Yeah, a slump. I'm fixing it and it won't happen again. Mum tuts. Whether or not it happens again, we will not be coming to rescue you. You need to understand that your actions have consequences. Fine, Mum. You want to treat me like a petulant child? You'll get a fucking petulant child. I didn't ask you to come to my rescue. I didn't invite you here. I didn't invite you to the cafe. You made that choice. Her face goes red. No, you're right. You didn't. Your plan was just to leave all your shit in a house and have someone else deal with it. Your plan was to take the easy way out. I am not taking the fucking easy way out. Heads are starting to turn, but I don't give a fuck. The thought of her face at my funeral has stopped me so many fucking times from taking the way out that I want to. I don't ever ask you for anything. I don't ask you because I know nothing comes free or easy with you. I've made a life where I don't fucking need you. Mum scoffs. Some life. Working at a cafe with nowhere to live and no prospects. Where are you going to stay? What's your plan? I start to slide out of the booth and she reaches across and grabs my arm. If you leave now, you are on your own. We won't be helping you out anymore. I look her in the eyes. She's furious. And you know what? So am I. Good. The pair of you can fuck off. Mum leans back in the booth and Dad sits in silence. I'll work it out. And I'll be sure never to put you as my emergency contact again so you don't have to give up your fucking weekend. In front of Grimace and Birdie and Hamburglar and all of the staff who are loving it, I walk away from the booth and the pickle and my parents into the cold spring night. They've given me permission to do what I want to. They were the 1% keeping me here. Yeah, Yes is written, read, produced and directed by Daniel Cotier. Music, editing and sound engineering is by Nathan Barraclough. If you have any queries or concerns, you can contact us at yeahyesaudioserial at gmail.com. Tune in next week for the continuing adventures of Banjo Mitchell. Thanks for listening. <laughs>